T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and won't you quarantine with me? Also, follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. That was a little strange right there, but sometimes you got to get a little strange, especially during strange times. Got some not-so-strange, very good actual stuff from the Joe Rose Show. They caught up with the U's, new OC, Brett Lashley and Dan Lebertard show. They got a problem with Stu God's dog and Hawk and Crowder. We're going to check in with them. Here's a little something that you're going to hear from them in about 30 minutes. I just told you to send me a picture. I think you sent me a picture of Jared Leto, but I don't. Is that you? It doesn't feel like this might not be you. Am I am I incorrect here? I'm feeling like this might not be you. Uh, Jared Leto mentions always excited. Also always exciting. Headlines. Despite rumors he will become the new Bulls GM, Shane Battier says he will remain in the Heat's front office. He is currently the director of basketball development and analytics. Former Dolphins center Evan Bohm has signed with Buffalo. The NFL draft begins April 23rd. Earlier today, the Marlins teamed with local charities for a food distribution event in Miami. No further distribution dates have been announced. New Canes OC Brett Lashley, spoiler alert, says the toughest thing for him during these quarantine times is building relationships with his players. Miami is scheduled to start the season September 5th against Temple right here in Miami. Dak Prescott says he has no plans to work out with the Cowboys until a long-term deal is done between he and the organization. And now I know you've been waiting for it. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a runaway goat in Massachusetts was found near an area liquor store. Whew! Thankfully, someone finally found my pet goat. An Ontario Recycling Center is urging people not to recycle their old swords because it could cause damage to their equipment. Well, then what do we do with all those swords around the house? As reported earlier in the day spa, the 93-year-old lady who went viral for posting a picture saying she needs more beer has had her cries heard and Coors Light has delivered 150 beers to her doorstep. Yeah, that's fine till the weekend, but then what? A Fort Lauderdale judge is pleading with lawyers to put on some clothes when they attend court proceedings on Zoom. Nah, I like naked court. A woman who claims to be in a relationship with a chandelier has lost a discrimination suit against a local tabloid. Don't you just hate it when the courts get involved with true love? And Emma Watson has a birthday today. Happy birthday, 
You're my hot mess of the day. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast has a chance of rain with temperatures around 80. Not getting up so early in the morning anymore? I don't know why, but maybe you're not. Sleeping in a little more. Once again, I don't know why. Nonetheless, you don't want to miss out on the Joe Rose Show. It's always something good weekdays from 6 to 10. Earlier today, ooh, a real goodie. Joe Rose and the guys caught up with the new OC at the U. Brett Lashley, what did he talk about? Well, he talked about De'Eric King. The culture shock the players are going through. Camaraderie of the team. And passing the eye test. To be a great time to talk about how spring football went and getting ready for the summer and everything for the University of Miami football team, although we're in a different world right now. Rhett Lashley, uh, brand new offensive coordinator. Not brand new anymore. I guess he's been there for a while. Rhett Lashley uh, going to join us now for a couple of minutes. Rhett, good morning. How you doing? Morning, guys. How are you? Doing great. We're, we're, we're doing great, too, Coach. And, and, and by the way, um, how you holding up, man? How you doing there at home? Not 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 with any of his plan. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, uh, fortunately, we're able to get our entire family moved down literally days before the all the stay-at-home orders went into place. So I got uh, four kiddos, and uh, we just spend uh, you know, we spend a lot more time together than normal. But we're all here together, and we're all safe, and we're trying to do our part to keep everybody else safe. Coach, let's uh, let's jump into it. Just uh, we just need a little football fix from you with the Canes. I know you only yeah. got four spring practices in. Uh, did you see Dennis Dodd's uh, CBS College Football piece he did on you guys? Uh, you know, I haven't uh, seen it. Obviously, I talked to him, so I knew one was coming out. It was good. I'm, I'm was hoping it was a good one. <laughs> no, it, 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 it was good. And by the way, it was a great teaser. Put a little pressure on De'Ari King. What have you seen from him through four, and now you've been around him a little bit, and uh, a guy that's obviously got one year left that's already put up big numbers in his days at Houston. What have you seen from yeah. him? We were able to get four practices in, which I think was uh, – um, it was very good. It was a big bonus for us. I mean, we just kind of choose to look at the fact that we got four in and not the fact that we didn't get all 15. And, um, I think we were able to get some good momentum uh, in those four practices offensively. Our guys just understanding what we want to do and how we want to play and um, the style of ball we want to play and kind of what the standard is going to be. Um, obviously, we'd love to get a lot more reps at trying to uh, to meet that standard. But just getting getting our guys accustomed to the, the new way of life around here on offense and what we want to do. It's a little bit of a culture shock, but they were really buying into it. And so... Um, you know, we had great momentum. We hope we can keep that momentum during this downtime. And as far as Derek, um, so far, Derek's been everything we thought he'd be. He's just a great person. He's a leader. His teammates love him. He comes out and he just works hard. And he has a passion for, for winning for his teammates and, and for wanting to be as good as he can be. And I think one of the things that he gives us is he gives us great experience. And so I think that can only help him when he's out there competing for the job. Coach, you got to take back the, the story uh, about when you realized you were coming down here and realized Derek King what was going to be transferred and going to that transfer portal and looking for a new school. Talk about going after him, knowing how good he was and, and the whole thing that you went through. I was watching the national championship game back in, in Dallas with my family and uh, it was the middle of the week when he put it on Twitter and I think before the game was over it was scrolling at the bottom of the screen. He was going to go ahead and transfer. In our world, we know things could happen. There had been a lot of, uh, of rumor he might transfer, he might not. You know, he uh, It wasn't really his decision to stop playing at Houston. It was something the coaching staff wanted him to do four games in. I know it was hard on him to not finish with his guys, but he's a respectful kid and he's going to do what the coaches ask. And you know, I think they had hoped they could get him for another year. And I think just as time went on, he decided that you know he wanted to look around. And I think seeing that game let him know, man, I'm you know he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country over the last couple of years statistically. And I think it gave him 
kind of that fire that I want to give it a shot, you know, on this kind of stage. And I think he knew there were some schools out there that gave him that opportunity. And so, you know, when we knew he was available, uh, I'd been fortunate we played against him at SMU. And, you know, he had seen us. We were fortunate to win, so we played well offensively in those games. But, man, he's electric. And so there was some there was some common ground there. He knew Shane Bichelle, who was my quarterback at SMU well. And so we were just fortunate to get him here. That was on a Monday night. I think he was able to visit as soon as that Thursday night. We were able to get him here on campus at Miami, and I think he saw that, you know, the University of Miami with the tradition we have here, the style of offense we're going to be playing fits him. And then I think the best thing is he was able to see some of the players that were going to be around him and know that, you know what, if I come in, I could I could be the missing piece that helps these guys and, and gets uh, Miami back to that stage and gets me on that stage. Coach, in a normal offseason, when you put a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive line coach, a new wide receiver coach, a new quarterback into a system, it's probably a tough offseason just in general in the, in the old world we used to live in. Now in this new world we're living yeah. in right now, uh, what, what are the benefits or what are the kind of things that you're missing out on by not having all this time together with your new coaches and your new quarterback? <laughs> Uh, I know that everything yeah. is now kind of online or on the phone or whatever it is, but what so far specifically have you dealt with that's good and bad throughout this time? Not getting more reps and more practices is not ideal, but that's what everybody's going through. So the football piece, while we're itching to get back to where we can get with our guys and, and they, they're itching to get where they can get with each other and get with us and keep building on what we thought we had going in those first four practices is a big deal, but I'm not as worried about that as we're just, you know, when you come in as a new staff, you want to connect with your players. Um, you want to get to know them on obviously a football level and what they can do, but on a personal level, because life's about relationships and we're only going to be as close as we are as a unit. And so, you know, what I think we're missing the most is just that time together. Whereas maybe staff that have been together with their players for several years, they know their guys in and out. We don't know them. They don't know us as deep as we want to. And that was probably the best thing that was going to come out of spring is they were starting to learn how we coach, how we interact, who we are. We were learning them, how they react. And that's a process that's ongoing until you start playing. And um, So now we'll just have to play catch up with that. We're doing the best we can through the Zoom world and on the phone. And I think our staff has done a good job of being connected. I think Coach Diaz has done a phenomenal job leading our staff and leading our team during this you know, unique time. But that's probably what we're missing the most is just that personal connection, that relationship piece of getting to know our guys and getting close as a unit. Hey, Coach, I, I heard a couple of things about some of the things you're doing. First of all, the way you talk to your players. I, I don't think you can put enough on that about building up a relationship, tone of voice, all that stuff. Second of all, about simplifying things a little bit where guys don't have to think and they can go out and be as athletic and fast as possible. How important have those two things been for you with this group after a lot of them have been with uh, with a different guy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's they're both huge. And I, players don't care what you know, but they know how much you care. I think that's as old. Um, it's not maybe it's just that you coach maybe different nowadays. And, you know, I know that video came out about me yelling at the quarterbacks and all that, but I'm not with those two, I think. They got to know how much you care about them. You got to have that relationship. You got to coach them consistently. You got to hook them hard. You got to teach them. And there are times where you got to get a little bit intense. If you just do that when it's very important, then they understand the importance of communicating. And even the words you use matter. So I think that's important. I think to simplify it, I mean, we want to play fast, but that doesn't just mean tempo. We want our guys to play fast from a mental standpoint. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a world-class athlete, but if you put so much in their head that they're all right, they're going to naturally play slower. And so to where we have enough offensively, schematically, and all those things um, to give us a great opportunity to be successful successful and use the ability of the players we have, but we also want to put them in a position where they're confident. And for them to be confident, they got to know what to do and know what to do so well that they're going out and they're reacting. So that's that fine line we're trying to get to where we can play fast mentally, which will allow us to play probably at our highest 
physically. And so that's everybody's different, but that's that's what the goal of our system is, and that's what we're working towards. The other thing is, and I, I had I, I said this, I asked Coach Diaz about this. I'm I'm trying to do it a little different with you. you. You've been at a program where you had success. Do you see? The same kind of talent, better talent overall. I know a lot of guys still got to get coached up and better. But but do you see the talent? I, I know a lot. I've always felt like we've had really good skilled position talent. We haven't been able to get the most out of it. Do you feel that way looking at this group? Just getting here, seeing everything. I was, um, you know, I was I was happy with what we did have. It was a lot better than what I anticipated on tape um, okay. coming in. The little bit I watched, and then just getting four practices. I know our, our offensive staff specifically we were excited and that's that's what we're missing the most is we were excited about the rest of the spring and the offseason because we just saw that our guys had a chance you know that's all you can ask for as a coach and we got some pieces you know we were excited to try to help them develop and grow and learn and, and improve and put them in positions to be successful because I think that's a lot of what coaching is is you know taking what you have and putting in position to be successful my, my mindset's always been I'm going to look at what we have not what we don't have I think with what we have for practice and we had good momentum whenever we get back we got to keep that going because I think we had a chance to try to have a good offensive unit and that's what we're looking for and for me I had the past experiences in 2013 when I went to be the office coordinator at Auburn and, and, and Gus got the head job we came in they would had been 0 and 8 3 and 9 it was the worst year in school history now we were fortunate I'd been there just two years earlier so I knew some of the guys we had recruited them uh, and they fit our style of play but I mean that was bad and there wasn't a whole lot of positives being said and, and we were bad all spring and in the summer but we just came in as a coaching staff and we tried to focus on what we had right. and we tried to focus on what they did well we had no idea shoot we were hoping to go to a bowl game and long story short we had a plan for the national championship that year so you never know what can happen but we're excited because you know we like the guys we have we like their energy level and how much they're buying into what we're doing and that that excites us during this whole time right now you've been binge watching any tv or are you just watching game tape <laughs> look <laughs> I've got four kids under. I do have a phenomenal wife, and I mean that in a very pandering way. And we just gotten a dog because what else would you do if you're going to move across the country in a pandemic? You might as well get a 12 week old puppy. So twins weren't enough, and so um, just trying to keep this thing every day is, is a is a chore. Working from home has its challenges for sure. So uh, the, the amount of TV we've gotten to watch has been a lot less than you would think. Uh, the amount of film has been less than you think because every time I step out of this kind of makeshift office I'm sworn it's been really good because you know there's never going to be probably another time in our lifetime hopefully we'll have four six eight straight weeks with with all my family and so that's one of the things I had to focus on and really be intentional with and we've even gotten into the TikTok world so it's uh it's getting interesting around here coach we really appreciate it uh just giving us a little bit of time it's a it's a crazy time can't wait for this thing to get back to normal and and see the guys play but we really appreciate you find a few minutes away from the kids and uh, everything else and spend it with us this morning we appreciate it very much thank you well I appreciate you having me on I'm, I'm so excited to be here at the U and, and we're all optimistic that the better days are ahead. Hope everybody's staying safe. Brett Lashley going to have the U running and gunning this season if we're not still under quarantine. Remember, you can download the podcast for this show, Joe Rose Show, or any of the shows on 560 The Joe by going to our website, wqam.com, downloading the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Next, going to dive into some Dan Lebitard. Here's a little bit of that flavor. Can you answer a question honestly and tell me in a rather substantive home that you have built a million miles away from our radio studios, what efforts have you actually made to quiet that dog uh, during our radio show? That and a musical birthday. Roof, roof. This is the best of the Joe show.
The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and happy birthday, lead singer for Non Blondes, legendary songwriter Linda Perry, 55 years young today. Can't go wrong with some what's up for four non-blondes. Let it take you away. Twenty-five years, I'm a lofty steel. Trying to get up that great big hill. Woo! Linda Perry can write some songs, and she's done it for a long time. So happy birthday to her and Hopefully, many, many happy more for her. Always happy listening to the Dan Levitard Show. Weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. They're keeping it going. Quarantine and all. They are talking about right now Miami quarantine viewing. Oh, yeah. Everybody's been doing a whole lot more viewing on Netflix and whatnot. Also, the Rockets billionaire owner doing his employees a favor and Stugatz, your dog and your neighbors get them under control well, i've talked myself into narcos being something slightly more than empty calories because the actual history of it is someone within the realm of what was actually happening between colombia and mexico and the united states so there's a whole bunch of stuff in there now i don't know what's true and what's not true but the skeleton of it uh, is basically you know it vaguely resembles the truth with some artistic license i'm i'm always interested like, I'm watching some 000 on uh, Amazon Prime. I'm always interested in these drug stories because so much of the city that we live in is built, uh, you know, out of uh, submarines that were made out of cocaine. You, everything that's happening in Miami, so much of the industry is is drug-related. And so, I'll, I mean, I'll follow any of that stuff that uh, that television is producing. I'll, I'll watch all those Netflix documentaries, those ridiculous Netflix documentaries about drugs or cocaine cowboys or any of any of those things because so much of what we have surrounding us here in Miami is built upon the t- uh, the drug empire. Dan is Terry Crews Latin? What do we do with Terry Crews? We will update the polls in a second. Good to hear from uh, Finney. Uh, that yeah. is Stugatz's dog every day at the same time. Stugatz's dog ends up uh, barking. Uh, I wanted to get to you, Stugatz, on uh, Tillman Fertitta. He is uh, one of the owners. He is the owner of the Houston Rockets. He had to uh, lay off 45,000 workers. He has had a rough go of it, right? Like this has been uh, this has been a pretty brutal year for Tillman Fertitta. It started with uh, the Houston Rockets being at the center of costing the NBA hundreds of millions of dollars in Chinese money, and then he clearly forced uh, James Harden, uh, sock puppet James Harden, out in front of people to say, hey, I love China, uh, and it was just a giant mess. He is a you know big casino owner, uh, a restaurant owner, and he said that he laid off the 45,000 workers as a favor uh, to his employees because they could then apply more quickly for unemployment. Uh, He says it's a trick that he learned many years ago that if you're the first to the unemployment line after the severance that you give them, uh, you're doing them uh, a favor. And he is the 44th richest uh, person in the world, but uh, these, these rich people are hemorrhaging, 
right now, and it's why you've got so many of them pushing uh, for the reopening of the American economy, even uh, if it feels super unseemly to choose the reopening of the American economy over human life, which it feels like is the choice that's being made when you're willing to risk endangering the health of others in order to have a healthier economy. So your thoughts are what? Uh, because this is easy to make fun of, right? A, a billionaire saying that he's laying off uh, the 44th richest dude in the world saying that he's uh, laying off 45,000 workers quickly as a favor to them is a very easy thing to make fun of because no one is going to no one is going to take the side of Fertitta here. Uh, no one's going to take the side of Fertitta. And you say he's hemorrhaging and people would say, well, yeah, we're hemorrhaging a lot more. Like at the end of the day, you're still a billionaire. You still have a basketball organization. You still have all this money. We're hemorrhaging. This is a lot worse on us than it's been on you. 45,000 employees, though, even for someone like him, that's a lot of employees to carry for a sustained period of time. I mean, it just is. I'd like to think Fertitta could do something for them, okay? And maybe this is what he thinks is doing something for them. It's just unseemly because people are going to look at it on the surface and say, hey, you're a billionaire. You're one of the 50th wealthiest men out there, and you can't carry 45,000 employees at least for a couple of more months. Well, They're going to say is, that. He is doing something for them by furloughing and severances. Right? And like, it's, not, it's not like he's not doing anything for them, but he's also letting them go. Sure. Uh, that number of being in the top 50 wealthiest people is sort of subject in league circles to some humorous takes because the billionaires, the ultra rich and in the NBA, it's sort of like a known joke that they make fun of his liquidity because he very much, if you've seen him on first take, he loves being the Rockets owner. He puts himself out there. He desperately wanted to be an NBA owner. He thinks that gives him an extra voice and an increased profile. He wants he, the way that Mark Cuban is recognized as an NBA owner and sort of transcends NBA ownership. That's what he wants, but he's not Mark Cuban. And people laugh at that behind his back. Uh, as a curiosity, uh, Stugatz, and I think I think that after today's show, I'm going to stop making any reference to it whatsoever, and Finney can bark uh, to his heart's content. Uh, but what actual efforts have you put forth uh, to stopping the barking? Like, what real... Can you answer a question honestly and tell me in a rather substantive home that you have built a million miles away from our radio studios, what efforts have you actually made to quiet that dog? Dog, uh, during our radio show. So I uh, I spoke to my wife yesterday and I uh, I had asked her, uh, hey, do me a favor, no deliveries uh, until after one o'clock. I also called the landscaping crew and I said, hey, you need to change your schedule, not just for this house, but for the surrounding area, the neighbors to the left and the right, because my dog cannot handle it. Now I spoke to my neighbors, we stayed six feet apart, and I asked them, would you mind changing your landscaping schedule and do this stuff in the afternoon because I am doing doing a live radio show uh, every day from 10 to 1, and my dog is freaking out at the people who are mowing your lawn. So I blamed it on them, and hopefully my neighbor to the left and my neighbor to the right will be okay doing it in the afternoon, and the landscaping crew will acquiesce because we need them to be in on this, and hopefully they'll be able to change their schedule around. I have basically told everyone in my neighborhood, hey, do me a favor, from 10 to 1, shut the hell up. Have you considered putting the dog in another part of the house or outside? 
Yep, but that's outside. But is that's where all the you've done is consider it. Yeah, all you've he, done he's is... an inside dog. Yeah, he, inside well, dog no, but, that, but today <laughs> that's where the landscapers are. So I don't want him to go outside. I mean, that it's going to make him even more insane. He's going to attack yeah. them. You know, you can't you can't let an inside dog go outside. Have you ever seen right. these whale documentaries? You can't just release Willie back into the wild because they've gotten used to being in captivity. Poor Finny, I've seen him. He's not cut out for the outside. Uh, world. Thank you. Uh, we just started this process yesterday, so I'm begging you to give me 48 hours. Again, I need the neighbor to the left, neighbor to the right to agree, and the landscaping company to turn around their entire schedule. Meaning, do the houses that you normally do in the afternoon, do those in the morning, and then come back and do our houses in the afternoon. How about that? Just a quick question. Is it ever your fault? I'm, well, I'm, never mind your no. fault. No. Is it ever your responsibility? Like, I love that you're trying to get the whole neighborhood united on controlling your dog. We're like, taking him at his word like, there, Well, too. right. If what you're saying is true, like, it's a right. fairly amazing thing to witness that you want to inconvenience your neighbors, the landscapers, everybody, except for yourself and your dog. Yeah, I mean, there's not much I could do. It's not my landscaper. I mean, my landscaper already comes in the afternoon. It's theirs. It's their schedule. I mean, so there's not much I could do other than ask them not nicely hey here's what i'm doing at home would you mind helping me out i mean that's all i have baby steps man at least i had the conversations i, I yeah. did that yesterday yeah. so. Stugatz, what is you did that yesterday yet today we're hearing people mowing outside of your house uh, you're not listening correctly mike listen yeah. i love you but no, listen, no 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 listen, no, no I, I understand but it certainly wasn't effective well i appreciate the lie yes well yeah and you're welcome uh, what what is the square footage of your home? The square footage of my house? It's uh, it's a lot. Okay, can you not put <laughs> him in another? He didn't try to do the math. He didn't try to do the math. He glanced up at his ceiling for some reason. How do you calculate <laughs> square footage? I mean, I don't know. Big. <laughs> He said, make the biggest one you got. I mean, okay, so is there not another place in the house that you could put the dog? Or are you just uh, hoping to not inconvenience the animal? Now, normally, the dog is up in my wife's closet. I mean, hanging out with my wife. Yeah, the closet's that big. Uh, 7,000 square feet. The closet is that big. Normally, my wife has been sitting on the carpet with the dog, hanging out with the dog in the closet in an effort to keep Finny quiet. She has. And there's nothing I, I can do with me. I, I don't believe, believe that for no. one second. Dan, I swear to you. The only thing that I believe is that your wife's closet is 7,000 square feet. (laughs) That might be the only true thing that Stugat said during this segment. Because that house has to be substantive, and it has to be. Your dog's bark is not that loud that you cannot put the dog in another part. At this point, I don't even want to. Yeah, but when you have all marble floors, the sound really reverberates throughout the house. Yeah, very, very tall ceilings, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and, oh, and, yes, and I've heard that there's an echo off of all the 18-karat gold fixtures as well. <laughs> Problems we all have. It's a little bit extra. I love Stugat's uh, saying we're, we're all suffering more. Uh, we're all suffering more than Fertitta. Uh, as he talks about his landscapers and his 7,000-square-foot closet. What can I say? Stugat has a big house, and Finney likes to bark. Up next, two guys I like, Hawk and Crowder. Going to check in with them and maybe a crazy quarantine story on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and today's birthday goes to Ed O'Brien of Radiohead. Ed O'Brien recently released a solo album, but not as Ed O'Brien, but as EOB, just to kind of confuse you. He's 51. Hawkman, he's 50. Crowder is not. And they get into some technology, the Dolphins draft importance, and what if Burrow is the next Brady? Hi. 
That was our show prep. That's that's why Solana was so ready with the sound effect because Crowder and I did for five minutes was say hi. Hi. We oh, enjoy yeah. each other. Craig. Craig. Tell your fine daddy I said. Hi. All right, finally Friday. Nope. You getting close? Uh, I though, thought bro. I'd give it a shot. I thought you I'd get, give it a shot. You getting close now? We two days. I just out. want to make make someone look down at their calendar or something, huh? Friday? <laughs> thought today was Wednesday. I have a loaded potato for you. What is today? Wednesday? Is, is it yes. Wednesday? Yes, right. Wednesday. Wednesday. I was telling Crowder before we went on the air. So we sign in, and it's like, so what is it? One fifty-seven. Now we sign in. It's like one fifty, one fifty-two. We can hear each other, right? Obviously, we can't see each other at my house in Boca. He's at his house in Davy. And so we're just talking, and I said, you know, this is like uh, this is like these dudes that have relationships over uh, over the phone or over the internet. You know, this the, the uh, what do they call it? Uh, snapfish, sex hotline, catfish. <laughs> what do they call that? Alexa, Google Home. <laughs> I'm on the Alexa, Google Home, talking to my buddy. So I was telling Crowder, I'm like, we sign in every day around the same time. It's like, hey, how you doing? All right, yeah. How are you? All right, everything's good. I'm like. Uh, I'm like, it's almost like I've never met this guy. We just talk, and uh, and I've got these grand visions in my head. This guy's so nice. He's got yeah. such a great personality. And then all of a sudden, I see him. He's the predator. I just told you to send me a picture. I think you sent me a picture of Jared Leto, but I don't. Is that you? It doesn't or? feel like this might not be you. Am I? Am I incorrect here? I'm feeling like this might not be you. Draft is just uh, one week and a day away so it's a week from tomorrow and here's how important i believe this draft is for the miami dolphins i will go back to one of my old standbys it's a t-shirt that i sell on the website honkedofflikeagoose.com shameless plug there's new t-shirts up there that say something like i hate girl scout cookies or something like that what the hell do those shirts say i can't i don't want to click on off this page but uh so i've got this this website and over the years We've sold, you know, silly t-shirts. Nick Saban is a jerk and uh, Urban Meyer is the jerk. But uh, we've had this shirt, my favorite shirt. This to me is how important this draft is. Look, NFL drafts, they come and go. They come every year, right? Christian Wilkins was the first selection for the Dolphins last season. I think it was a good pick. I like the guy, root for the guy. Drafts come and go. Every now and then, a draft is more important than other drafts. And then I think every now and then the draft is the most important that you can have in however many years, right? And I'm of the belief the draft, the NFL draft that happens a week from tomorrow is the most important Dolphins draft in 20 years. I mean, they've got to get this right. You never get a team with this many picks and that much cap space. Like this is, so here's the t-shirt that we sell at honkedofflikeagoose.com. This is why this draft is so important. Here's the t-shirt that has every Dolphins starter at quarterback since Dan Marino. We are running out of space on the shirt. And I warn you, Please don't text me the name Pat White. I will I will disconnect my internet and Crowder will do three hours, four hours 
uh, what's the segment you're trying to do? Oh, LeBron a lie. Yeah, there you go. You're going to get four hours of LeBron a lie if you LeBron text me the name Pat White because I am disconnecting my internet. I'm taking a jackhammer to it, to the actual box in the backyard because Pat White never started for the Miami Dolphins. He threw like three passes, all of them into the stands. He <laughs> did he was, not start. <laughs> he didn't start, but he was finished with the Miami Dolphins after that damn safety hit him. <laughs> I'm going to do a shirt of guys that were finished. Because remember, Matt Moore took that hit in the playoff game? Ooh, yes. <laughs> and dude was finished. Here are your Miami Dolphins starting quarterbacks since Dan Marino. Jay Fiedler, Damon Heward, Ray Lucas, Brian Greasy, A.J. Feely, Sage Rosenfels, Gus Farratt, Dante Culpepper, Joey Harrington. By the way, I'm still in Channing's playing days here. Yes. Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck, Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, Tyler Thigpen, Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Brock Osweiler, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Josh Rosen. Oh. That's why this draft is the most important draft in 20 years. Because you see what happens when you don't select well or do well at the quarterback position. It becomes that awful list, sans a few names that were decent. Um, you can't do that anymore. Not not with not with the season that you went through last season. Not with all the draft picks you've accumulated. You you can't do it. You cannot fail. And that's been building up for like you said, twenty years post Marino. That's been building up, and now you've created the perfect storm. You usually have seven draft picks, seven rounds, seven picks. The Dolphins have fourteen. Three in the first round. You traded away two pro bowlers last year. Laramie and Minko were both pro bowlers. You traded away two pro bowlers to get those extra first round picks, to get the extra second, the two, the, well, you have three thirds right now. This is what you created, so you have to capitalize on it. I'm, I've said it, I've said, I said it before. I think I say it again as well. Hulk. I think Chris Greer's job depends on what they do with this hundred million dollars that they created and yep. these fourteen picks that they created. Chris Greer right now has to do something with this to address and make you take that quarterback shirt off honked off like a goose.com. This should be the draft to address it. Yes, I'm 100% with you. This is the most important draft in a while. And it even becomes bigger when any draft is big. It becomes bigger when you're in that top five because now you know you have the you have the entire pot of players to choose from. You can't get that pick wrong. And I think with all the, 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 the back and forth, the smoke screens we've been talking about for the last couple weeks, it is a chance – they can get that wrong, and that's what I'm fearing, that number five pick being wrong because that's the number that can change your franchise. 100%. And by the way, think about any general manager in the league. If you told any general manager, you could get general managers to come out of retirement if you told them, we've got this much cap space and we've got three picks in the first round, two picks in the second round, 14 picks overall. Like this is this is something that general managers would froth at the mouth. So you are 100% correct when you say Chris Greer's got to make it here on this draft or he's going to be donezo. Here's the other thing that I would submit to you about having all this draft stock. I know nobody, I shouldn't say nobody because I wouldn't mind it, but a lot of people would not be a fan of say trading all three first-round picks to get Joe Burrow, right? You don't want to give up that many draft picks to get Joe Burrow. 
But fast forward five seasons. What if Joe Burrow's the next Tom Brady? Fast forward 10 seasons. What if you had the chance to get him and you didn't because you figured, well, Tua's going to be good enough or Justin Herbert's going to be good enough and I want to get these, these other draft picks selected. Like, this is, I'm telling you, five years from now, 10 years from now, no one's going to care that you, you held on to extra draft picks, didn't trade them. If you miss on Joe Burrow, I'm saying to you, this draft is so important. You have to identify the one quarterback that you think is going to be the next great thing. Now, if you don't think any of them are going to be the next Tom Brady or the next Peyton Manning, whole different story. But if you really do believe Joe Burrow's the next Tom Brady, you got to get him, period. Forget about what you'd have to give up. And that's what I'm saying. Like, all this stuff, that t-shirt, this is all going to come down to this draft. That t-shirt. Like, New England has not had to make that t-shirt. Indianapolis has not had to make that t-shirt. They hit. They got their quarterback right. So, to me, like, don't worry about holding on to picks. If you think that guy exists, you can get him. Go get him. But, Hawk, I, I understand fully what you're saying, and I agree. But, like you're saying, you trade you trade away the all three picks to get Joe Burrow, and he's Andy Dalton. So, now, you could have got a guy at five and seen what happens with a Tua or a Herbert, let's say, or you trade away three first-round picks. So, you're literally trading. You went 5-11 and 11 to get the fifth pick, and you get rid of Lamry, and you get rid of uh, Minka. So you traded two pro bowlers and a number five to go get Andy Dalton. There's a chance of that too. I'm I don't know if I'm on an island with this Joe Burrow. I'm not I'm I I would say he'll be closer to an Andy Dalton than he will a Tom Brady, watching what I watched and seeing that he's only done it for a year. That's what scares me, Hawk. When we talk about trading up to get Burrow, yes, if you evaluated that guy as that dude, as the next Tom Brady, let's call him that. If Joe Burrow in your mind's the next Tom Brady, Hawk, we won't give a damn if you give up six first round picks for him. Exactly. That's but, all that's all but, I'm saying. But, I'm not but, saying but, he but, is that. I'm not saying he is that. It's but up to what, them to figure out if he's that. On the other side of the coin, I'm, I don't want to say he's Jamarcus Russell Hawk, but what if he's Andy Dalton? What if you give away three ones to go up and get right, you Andy can't. Dalton? You can't. That's, and that scares me as well. Right. But 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 I'm saying to you, if you think he's that, or if you think Deshaun Watson is the next great quarterback, go give five picks to Houston. I don't know if they'll take it or not, but if you think, hey, I don't know about Joe Burrow. We have questions about Tua Tonga-Valoa. Go give three first-rounders and two second-rounders for Deshaun Watson if you think he's the next Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now that... I would be I would be more on board with your scenario with Deshaun Watson because I've seen him do it at the highest level and the young man is a stud. I'm not willing to I, I I'm way more scared. I'm not willing to just say, yeah, give it three and go get Joe, because he's the best. Is he the best with, with he's the best of a group of all Hall of Famers? Now you tell me Tua uh, Tua and, and Burrow and all them are Hall of Fame type guys. Oh yeah, go get it. Me and you, Hawk, I don't know if we're we're qualified to make that decision, but we just we were talking about Chris Greer earlier. That's who has to make this decision. Is Joe Burrow going to be the next Brady? Do whatever it takes. If you give up three first-round picks and go get Andy Dalton, bro, 
I don't have to be mad at you. I believe your job will be mad at you and you will be right. unemployed moving forward. That right. this is this is this conversation, I guarantee has been had at Dolphin Facility or on Zoom, whatever they have to do it, has been had twenty times since yep. the end of the season. Trying to figure this, Can't this get it wrong. trying to figure this out and make people stop wearing <laughs> the t shirts that you make. Because yes, that is what the Dolphin franchise overall what's been going on with the Dolphins for 10, 15, 20 years. No quarterback. Hadn't found that guy. Mm. That's that is the biggest problem and they can address it. And it's purposely. They didn't fall into 14 picks. They didn't fall into this free agent money. They did this on purpose. If you purposely do this, have an answer at the end of the problem that you created. By the way, all you sons of bitches texting in Pat White just to get me to sign off. How dare you? But there is this nice text. Hawk, I just want to let you guys know you're great. With all the crap and stress going on, you guys make me forget about it for a while. Look forward to your show each day. By the way, I had to go back and listen to yesterday's 3 o'clock update. <laughs> Peed my pants. Must play that every day. Sorry for the long text, Vinny. Vinny, you don't ever have to be sorry about a long text that uh, compliments us over and over and over. And That'll do it. I'm Dan Day. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, and be sure to download the podcast for this show. Just type in the words, the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.